Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have Kevin O'Brien. Hey there, Kevin. How's it going? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me, Brad. Absolutely. It's a beautiful sunny day in Las Vegas. How about yourself? I, it's, it's a great day in Chicago, so can't complain. Wonderful. All right, Kevin. So I like to get the show started getting right into it. So why don't you begin by just telling us a little bit about yourself, please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Kevin O'Brien, and I am the COO of GG Leagues. Uh, GG Leagues is a recreational esports management platform. Uh, we run recreational leagues for you know, recreation agencies around the country. Um, a little bit about me and my backgrounds. Uh, I actually grew up, uh, you know, on the East Coast, and my first career was as a chef. And so I, I worked in restaurants across the country, um, had a lot of fun doing that, and you know, got the entrepreneurial bug and went back to school. And from there, kind of, you know, it, it kicked in. Um, I really fell in love with the the collegiate esports landscape and kind of just the gaming as a whole. Uh, and I built a really nice community at DePaul University, and so I helped build DePaul Esports as a program. Uh, and then from there, I was able to kind of work with uh, TESPA and Blizzard. And then I was able to, you know, kind of leeway that into working with GG Leagues. Fantastic. Once you get bit by, bit by that entrepreneurial bug, there's no going back, is there? Yeah, no, there is not. <laughs> All right. So, Kevin, um, I start the show with a single question after that bit. Um, I did ask another question, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um, but I, I ask everybody this question, so please don't feel any special. But on a scale of one to 10, 10 being high, how weird are you? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a, so there, I think I can give you two answers here. Um, you know, when I'm very, very comfortable, I'm at like a, a seven or an eight. But when I'm on, you know, kind of that, you know, on, on camera or meeting someone for the first time, I'm probably still in the middle. I'm probably, you know, kind of, kind of boring to a C, but you know, I'm probably on a five to a seven scale. Oh, so you tone it down when you're being watched. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I guess so. It, it takes me a little while to kind of warm up to people. Okay. And what makes you weird? Oh man. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big cat person. And so I guess that, that is always one of the <laughs> right ways. That, yeah. Okay. So like that, that's kind of leads up there, but, um, you know, it's, it revolves around just being a cat person, just randomly making, you know, cat noises, but you know, me and my fiance, um, are, are kind of in the same boat there. So that's probably why it's more of the, once I'm like more comfortable, it comes out type of deal. Okay. I think cat noises is a new one for me. I had somebody who made up their own language. So that was kind of a little strange, but cat noises. Okay. So Kevin, this is the gamer for newer. So I do need your gaming cred. when did you first start playing video games? Wow. Um, so I probably first started playing video games in early two thousands. And so I kind of grew up playing, um, you know, like, like N64 games, um, you know, legends of Legend of Zelda, um, that was one of my favorite games when I was younger. Um, then I kind of moved into like World of Warcraft uh, and Starcraft in like you know, 2000. Alliance. Yeah, <laughs> what? Horde or Alliance. Yeah. Um, are you asking me? Sorry. Horde or Alliance. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, Alliance. <laughs> right on, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really rare to find someone who was Alliance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it, it's it's been so long that that question threw me off because I haven't actually played that game since like 2008. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, and, and that kind of leads me into, um, the time where I kind of left playing video games. Uh, and that's when I, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time, uh, in, in sports and playing a lot of sports. And so I wanted to go to college for sports, but then I went to culinary school and then I spent a lot of my time cooking, um, without actually being able to play a lot of video games. 
led me back to it uh, recently, uh, about four years ago is when I really got back into, you know, the swing of games. And recently I've been just playing a lot of Valorant and a lot of uh, Rocket League. So wonderful. Okay. Yeah. So you play Valorant and Rocket League now. Do you play anything else? Uh, no, not right now. Okay. Works for me. Uh, <laughs> now, um, in your time playing games, it's about early 2000. You said if you had to pick one game, it's your all time favorite. Which one is it? 007. I think on N64, with the golden gun. Golden eye. Yeah. Golden eye with the oh, odd yeah. job. And you Love bring all game. your friends over and then you cheat and you say, Oh, I wasn't cheating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> odd job was short. That's that was cheating. <laughs> yeah, no, he was like two feet tall. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Kevin, thank you for that. Uh, let's talk about GG Leagues. Tell, can you tell yeah, me a little bit more about it, please? Yeah. So, GG Leagues, uh, we started about two years ago. Um, the the founder and CEO, uh, Eric, he launched it out of the Chicago Booth Business School, uh, where he kind of got he got second place in the Booth New Venture Challenge, and then from there, we've just you know really taken off. Uh, we run leagues for you know, kind of like collegiate teams. And that's more of our competitive space, but we've also branched into working with recreation agencies. And so we partner with, you know, cities and park districts and different agencies across the country to help them build their esports program and then run games and, and leagues for, you know, kids as young as seven and eight years old to, you know, adult run leagues. So that's kind of what we're doing. Uh, we're a B2B company in its shell, but we, we help empower other organizations to be able to build their programs. Fantastic. And, and what was the, the impetus behind it? Why, why did he decide to start it? Yeah. So uh, there's always a, a big need here. So as you kind of look at the landscape of, especially in the esports landscape, it's very heavily focused on kind of that competitive and professional and, and kind of pro scene. And then you look at collegiate and it's very heavily focused on, you know, the top teams, the, the top programs, the top organizations, but there's still like 99% of those gamers out there that don't fall into that 1% of, you know, high level, high skilled, but they're still looking for a place to compete and a place to play. And so that's really where GG leagues came into play is we're trying to, you know, create a ecosystem for everybody and, you know, be able to have a place for any gamer, regardless of skill level, because uh, we break our, our leagues down by skill, um, to be able to go and play and, and interact and not get, you know, crushed by somebody that's a lot higher ranked than you. Uh, but to be able to have, you know, kind of like that pickup league or Sunday, Sunday pickup games type of deal. Wonderful. That's fantastic. And what about you? Like, how did you end up here? What's your professional background? You said you, you were a chef, right? Yeah, so so I it's it's a very different 180 um, piece for me. So, yeah, I worked at, I started working as a chef, uh, working in kitchens, um, and you know that led me back to you know wanting to kind of start my own business. And so once I was back into school, I you know really fell back in love with the um, esports community, especially around kind of bringing people together. And so. I was able to help build DePaul Esports uh, from, you know, a, a very, probably like a 50 to 100 people to over 1,200 members. Um, and so we built something really special. Uh, it was student driven. And that was something that I was really proud of was I really wanted to be able to help, you know, not create the next generation of like esports athletes, but create the next generation of just like, you know, esports enthusiasts and esports, you know, people who want to start their own business or go into marketing or go into any other field that revolves around kind of the esports industry uh, and the gaming industry, of course, um, you know, and, and help be able to kind of give the students a voice and a platform. That's great. But 
where did your passion come from? Because you said you kind of take a break from video games for a few years. And then like, what, what was it? You went from like basically zero to a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, that's a great question. Um, I think where my passion probably got sparked again um, was when I found kind of this, like this, this community that really accepted each other. Um, you know, it's, I don't necessarily gravitate towards kind of like, you know, that the typical collegiate experience of like going to, you know, the, the football game and, and getting, you know, really, you know, really intoxicated, having a great time. Like I don't necessarily like gravitate towards that. Uh, and I think it was probably the gaming community that, you know, really accepted me from the very beginning. And I, I really wanted to harness that because I saw something very special in where this could go. And at the same time, I was doing a lot of research into the industry. Um, I have a you know a finance background, um, and so I was doing a lot of investment research for you know publicly traded companies, and just saw a huge emphasis kind of going into you know new gaming companies, new esports teams. All of these you know you know venture capitalists are now investing a lot into you know kind of the professional scene, and I was really watching that evolve. And I think that's kind of where my passion came from is. You know, I really wanted to to be an entrepreneur and and you know find something that I really loved. And I was nervous I wasn't going to find that when I was in school, but there was something that clicked kind of when I got into this community, um, and then was able to be a part of a team and then kind of mix that that passion for sports, which you know you get when you're back in the esports realm because it's still team based and it's still the same type of you know the same type of mentality on either side. Okay. Now, what does the COO of GG Leagues do? Yeah, I mean, so I, I think the COO of GG Leagues in 10 years from now will do a lot of different things. But right now, it's, it's, it's a man of many hats. Um, so, I mean, we are a very horizontal structure in terms of like how we're, we're organized. Um, we all kind of do a little bit of everything. And so, um, I help oversee kind of like our league management team, uh, our production and casting team, um, you know, our marketing channels, our media channels, um, and then a lot of the sales. And so like, you know, right now we're, we're with, you know, kind of COVID and, and the lockdown and all those things, a lot of the recreation agencies are looking for virtual programming. And so a lot of the inbound calls, a lot of the inbound leads, we're trying to, you know, be able to handle those. And then also, you know, deal with partner success. And so that's a lot of what I'm uh, revolving around is, is kind of the, the, you know, forward facing and front facing piece of GG leagues, as well as kind of make sure that I'm working with our partners and, and agencies to make sure that they're successful and, and, you know, being able to, you know, empower them to, to build their communities. All right. So it sounds like you have your hands full then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so part of the purpose of my show here is to allow my audience to see the person I'm interviewing and say, maybe I can be that person someday, maybe not necessarily for GG Leagues, but maybe for a different company. So what does it take to be a COO of a company? Like what unique skills do you have or what resources are you drawing from? Yeah. I, so I, that's a great question. Um, and I, I think that when, you know, people kind of look at like, oh, hey, like, I would love to be in a position like this. I would love to kind of get to this next level. Like, what do I need to be there? Um, like for me, a big thing is, is I, I really like to listen. And so I'm really good at just, you know, being there for people and taking in information and then being able to kind of like internalize it and then kind of put it out in something that's more readable for someone to kind of understand. Um, that's one of the biggest things that I think I have as a strength. Um, for somebody that might want to kind of get into a position like this, 
you know, there's, there's a couple of pieces. We talked about, you know, many hats and time management, I think is probably one of the biggest ones and, and knowing where you need to invest more time and where you might just need to be like, Hey, this is something I could be doing. I should be doing, but it, it's not on that priority list. And I can't, you know, invest too much time on this end. And so time management is a big piece. Um, and then, you know, it, it, it feels cliche to say, but having the, the willingness and the ability to grind and just like really just, you know, kind of put in that effort to be able to go above and beyond, especially in a startup. I would say probably in, in my position in a, in a larger company would be a lot different than the way that I'm in, I'm kind of saying it now. Um, but you know, right now it's, it's a lot of just, you know, pushing, uh, pushing myself, pushing our team and, and just kind of, you know, trying to take our, you know, GG leagues to the next level. So. Okay, great. Yeah. So you have your finger on the pulse of esports, and I know I personally hate getting this question, but I'm going to ask anyway. <laughs> where where do you see esports going in five years? Because I have talked to a ton of people. I have I've talked to the investors. I've talked to the companies. There's a lot of money here, but like businesses aren't doing all that great, as far as we can yeah. tell. Like teams are doing great, but like what what where do you see it going? Yeah. So this kind of this kind of, this is a this is a couple of years in the making in terms of this question for me um so i mentioned before that i kind of started my my esports career doing a lot of research and and that revolved around the the heavy push of investments into the space um and so if you looked at you know over the past 5 years there's been significant amounts of money being invested into the esports space specifically in the pro teams in the franchise models in all these big companies which is great. And I think that, you know, in, in 20, 20 years, we might start seeing those types of returns and, and, and start seeing those, you know, real things materialize. Um, but for me, what I saw missing was the ecosystem. And I'm a big fan of creating just like 365 day brands, right? Like your brand should be able to withstand, you know, 365 days a year, especially when you're in, you know, the, the esports space. You look at traditional sports teams, right? And, you know, the, the Ohio State Buckeyes, they're a brand 365 days a year. They always have fans. It's, it's a universal type of brand. And I think that's where esports is going. We just haven't been able to really build that community. We haven't been able to build the grassroots level. And so I, that's the piece that I'm really excited about. And so where I see the esports industry going um, I, I love the pro scene. Um, I still think that, that the pro scene is going to do really well in the long term. Uh, in the short term, I'm really hoping to see more investments into the grassroots communities, uh, more investments into the collegiate space, specifically around students and the student leaders in the collegiate space. Uh, the esports industry is built on kind of a younger generation. Um, and so propping that up is going to be really successful. Um, companies like, you know, TESPA was, was built on the college students. Um, so that's where I see things going. I see a lot of the 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 investment money probably getting pulled back a little bit um, as investors get a little bit more wary of of where you know returns might come. Um, but I, I I really love the space. Uh, I think it has accelerated uh, exponentially over the past six months to a year. Um, yeah, I, I I'm super excited about it. Uh, okay. I think it's one of the the fastest growing um, like you know, industries, especially around like the sports and esports space. Oh, it's one of the fastest growing industries in the world at the moment. It's, <laughs> it's incredible. Um, yeah. I want to go back for a second. Cause you, you said they think you think it needs to be a 365 
brand kind of thing. What's holding esports back? Is it there's just no standout player? There's no Michael Jordan of esports? Is that what it is, or like what? Yeah, that's a so. Uh, it could be. Um, I think, uh, you know, we we kind of talk about who is, you know, really helped pave the way um, for kind of like normalizing esports. And I think that's where it's going to come down to is how do we normalize it? You, we look at like, from generationally, how do people perceive video games, right? And so, you know, older generations may not necessarily view video games as being an avenue of, you know, uh, you know, something that you, you could make millions of dollars in, or it, you know, why are hundreds of millions of people watching gamers on Twitch? It's, it's a new form of media. It's a new form of entertainment, but I think that we're just, we're, we're, we're almost there. Right. And so I, I think that it, it comes down to a lot of education uh, and a lot of education that goes through multiple generations. And I think that's one of the hardest pieces. Um, so a lot of these companies that are, you know, these big time companies, um, are still trying to learn about it. And so a big piece that, you know, especially GG Leagues and, and myself is, is, is given is that we need to keep educating the community. And, and so I think for, for me, uh, I can't say that it's, it's we need a, a standout athlete at this moment. Uh, I think there's a ton of standout athletes um, in the esports space and over the years, but um, I think just, we just need more community building. We need more kind of collaboration. And then, you know, there's a couple other pieces in there that I could always get into uh, when it comes down to kind of just like publishers and publisher relations um, in terms of like the game publishers. But yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to just building that grassroots community um, to be able to build those fans and that ecosystem to be able to drive that 365 day type of, you know, brand equity and, and, and kind of awareness. All right, fantastic. Uh, let's pull back a little bit from the, like the, the wide view of everything Please. and talk more about the like the individual level because here you are, you're COO of an esports company. What advice do you have somebody who's looking to get into an esports company who wants to start an esports company? Because you know, like you said, there's a lot of investment money coming in. You you, you said it was you feel like it's going to be pulling back, but it's still there. It's, people are still dumping money in, and yep. new companies are popping up every day. What do people need to know to get into this space? Yeah. And so I think one of the best ways to get into the space is to, to start talking to people. Um, the way that I really got connected was going on and creating a, you know, a LinkedIn and, and connecting with people in the esports industry and being like, hey, you know, especially when I was in school, I could leverage myself being a student a lot more. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm a student. I just, you know, would love to hear about your journey and, and your, you know, everything that you're doing. Uh, would you be able to take 15 minutes out of your time to just kind of chat with me about it? And I, I did that every single day. And so I was just talking to people, um, you know, on again and off again over the past, you know, a couple of years. And that really helped me kind of bridge a lot of gaps. And so that's the number one thing. Uh, the number two thing I, is finding your passion. Um, you know, I don't, one of the biggest things uh, I think in the esports space is you can always tell when, you know, people are building a company without actually having passion in it um, because it's just, you know, kind of this, you know, they're trying to, to, to get the shiny object. And, you know, I'm all about, you know, finding your niche and finding your passion and then exploiting it. And so my biggest thing is, you know, make sure that you're passionate about exactly what you want to, you know, start a business in and then exploit that, you know, don't try and go too big, too quick, keep your niche, you know, really hone in on that niche and then grow it. Cause eventually, you know, if, if your niche is, is, you know, very good, It'll, it'll grow on its own. And so that's one of my biggest pieces is, you know, make sure you get yourself out there and then make sure you find your niche. 
All right, I love it. Okay, now you said you, you came back to video games about four years ago, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, if you could go back in time and you could go talk to little Kevin four years ago and you could explain everything that's about to happen to him over the next four years of his life, but here's the one thing he needs to know. What is that one thing? Wow, uh, the one thing that I would tell him. So I, I, I think it would be to not get discouraged, right? To keep, to keep moving forward and not sit too much on the what ifs. And so I, I spent a lot of time, um, you know, kind of wondering, like, where am I going with this? And, and am I making the right decision? Or am I going down the right path? You know, I, I was in, in school and I was, I was, you know, putting in, you know, 50 hours, 60 hours working, plus doing school. And I was like, am I, am I just, you know, wasting my time in a sense? You know what I mean? Um, because, you know, I, it, was, it was getting towards like the end of my time at school. And I was like, hmm. Am I, you know, am I going to find a career out of this? Do I need to change my mind? But I really shouldn't have done that. And I, I, I spent a lot of, you know, time dwelling on that. And so my biggest piece is that, you know, is kind of live in the moment and really just kind of take it in, um, which is something that I, I wish I would have done a little bit more. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's the one thing that I would have told myself. All right, beautiful. Kind of leads me into my next question. Uh, you see, I learn. I believe that we learn the most from our failures in life. It's it's when you get smacked in the face, knocked down, that you have to figure out how to get yourself up, dust yourself off, and move forward. So, I'd like to ask you, what do you consider your biggest failure in life, and what did you learn from it? So, my biggest failure in life. I'm gonna keep this. I'm gonna yeah. So this this also goes back into the past four years. Um, so something that I've, I've failed at and, and, you know, it was something that I wish that, you know, going, looking back on it, I could have done a lot better was kind of the, the, the student leadership board in and of itself at DePaul university, we built something that was really great. And, you know, I, I pushed the, you know, the students as well as the administration as much as I could to the, probably the point where I probably pushed them too far. Um, I, I love just going and I love going from zero to hundred, as you mentioned before, very, very quickly. Um, and I, and I think that that, you know, you know, hurt me in the end. And so one of the things, and I, I would say, this is probably, you know, the piece that I, I look back on and wish that I would be able to change is that I wish I was able to provide all of the board members that were with me on like this, like the leadership board, a better opportunity once it, you know, once I was gone. And so that, that's one piece that, you know, I felt that the transition and kind of like how that ended wasn't, you know the best. I, I wouldn't say that that was, you know, the greatest, greatest failure of my life, but it's something that, especially within like the, the past, you know, decade has been like, that's probably the one point that I wish I could have been like, Hey, these are the things that I could have done to be able to change it. Okay. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, a related question. What are you working to improve on in yourself today? So I'm working to improve on my time management a lot more. Um, I, I pick up multiple hats here and there. And so it's just, for me, it's learning which hat do I need to have on today and which one do I need to make sure that I'm not, you know, working too much on the, on the project that, you know, makes me the most excited, but working on the project that needs to be done right now. And so that's the piece that um, I'm working on right now, um, along with just my communication. Uh, I think that, you know, communication, especially in business and, and in a virtual world is, is really hard but it's very important. And so just being able to, to me, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it, the, the mic is helping and, and kind of like the, the aura. Um, but yeah, just, just kind of those two things are, are some things that, you know, I'm trying to work on today. Okay. I got one more question. It's kind of a fun one to wrap this up before we kind of bring this in for a landing. Um, what is something that you think people misunderstand about you the first time they meet you? I think people think that I'm a little too serious. And so we kind of talked about this earlier. I'm a little bit more reserved and closed off when you first meet me. And, and you know, I'm just a really laid back person and, and a lot of fun. Um, it takes me a little while to warm up, but I, I think that's probably the most misunderstood is that people think that I'm just like, you know, like very, very serious um, type of person, but you know, that's not me at all. I'm just a, I'm just a fun person to be around. And, and I like just, you know, having a great time and being in the moment. You want to know something funny? I don't think I've editorialized this point before, but I actually hear that quite often from my guests. And it's honestly really true for myself too. The first time you meet me, I'm, I'm cold, right? Yeah. Because I don't know if I can trust you. I don't know how much I can like open up. And then, and then you get me and I'm like the life of the party. And I think that's probably why we like gamers so much because we're all kind of a little bit the same. And once we like crack open that shell, that's, that's the real us in there. And we all mm -hmm. like are kind of the same, you know, generally. Yeah. No, no, I completely agree. I mean, we're all, we're all a little introverted, but extroverted at the same time in a way. Um, and it, it's nice to have, you know, we're like little turtles all waiting to, to break out of the shell, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, Kevin, this has been a fantastic interview. How do people find you? How do they find GG leagues? Where are you guys out on social media? Yeah. So the best way to find us is to, to head to our website, uh, www.ggleagues.com. And then all of our social handles, um, you can just at GG Leagues. It's either at GG Leagues official or at GG Leagues main, depending on which social, but you'll be able to find us. Okay. Beautiful. And as we wrap this up, do you have any final thoughts you want to share or anything I didn't ask you think we still need to cover? No, I think this was great. Um, you know, for, for us at GG Leagues, you know, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm, I'm always available to kind of discuss anything. And, and if you want to learn more about the esports industry or kind of the gaming industry as a whole, uh, I'm here as a resource and a person to, to kind of talk to. Beautiful. Kevin O'Brien, thank you so much. We genuinely appreciate you coming on. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And for everybody else, I'm going to remind you all, don't be just a gamer, be a gamerpreneur.